Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Dr. Carl, a very good morning to you. How are you? Are you somebody who finishes whatever you start in terms of a book? I tend to, but then I worked out how many days of life I have left and how many days exactly. it takes me to read a book. So I'm heading over into your point mm. of view of being ruthlessly efficient and sticking to the books that give me enjoyment and pleasure and happiness or enlightenment or wisdom or a different point of view, something that I didn't expect. That's what I want now. Exactly right. Are you? Do you read on a Kindle or an actual book? Oh, uh, paper books, of course. <laughs> Me too. I cannot adjust. I want to be able to do the Kindle. I just can't. I just can't. I need a book. Well, there's something uh, like a book, like a wheel. I remember when I was working at the Steelworks, mm-hmm. I had a sudden revelation. Now, um, just think back to trains and think about a railway wheel. Can you imagine a railway wheel, maybe right. one and a half meters in diameter in front yes. of you? Right. And um, I saw them making the railway wheels by stamping them out. So you start off with a small cylindrical block of steel, maybe a foot or 30 centimetres high, maybe a foot in diameter, 30 centimetres in diameter, and it's red hot. It is red hot. And then they put it on a place, and then a stamp comes down and goes, boosh, and it stamps it and pushes it out, and it changes the shape. And over a series of half a dozen stamps, you end up with a wheel one and a half metres in diameter, and then you just have to tidy it up in a lathe, and you've got something that will run for one and a half million kilometres without maintenance. And at that moment, while I was watching them make the wheel and then following it through to see it being tidied up in the lathe, Mm. I realised that the wheel was perfect. You don't make the wheel better by making it a square or a hexagon. And in the same way, the book that you pick up in your hand is perfect. If you have a pen, that can be your text insertion device where you write things on the page. And if you don't like something, you can scrape, rub it out with a pen. And that's your text deletion advice. And it doesn't need electricity. And it works in really bright sunlight. And you can drop it on the sand at the beach and get a bit of dirt on it. And it survives perfectly well. Brilliant. What an idea, eh? What a concept. Uh, and uh, books, obviously, very, very... Uh, you know, it's a very personal thing. Charles says you do get used to the Kindle type eventually. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I haven't given it enough of a chance, but uh, I do like I do like a paper book. Uh, can we talk about going from one extreme to the other? The how easy it is or difficult it is to hack some cars electronically. So uh, the more I mean, it, it, it's actually just remarkable how how we've moved away or we seem to be moving away from purely mechanical uh, functioning on automobiles and it's become very electronic, very computer operated does that present a problem for us? Yes you've got something in your average modern car something over 100 separate computers with more than a million lines of code which have been tested only in that relatively small production run for that model of car done by that company And this can lead to problems. Now, the computers, one problem, I was getting a lift from the airport with somebody in the car when the door opened, the light didn't come on. I said, hey, we can just stop in at that uh, service Mm. station over there and buy a light bulb. And he said, I've been there. I've been down that pathway. Yes, the light bulb at a dollar is perfectly fine. The problem is the computer that switches the light bulb on and off, and that's $500. Whoa. Right. 
problem number one. Problem number two, think about the different computers in the car and how they all talk to each other. Mm. So you've got some computers for running the operating systems of the car, the engine and the gearbox. You've got computers for safety. You've got computers for audio-visual, and you've got computers for um, navigation. And they're not protected from each other. They talk freely to each other. So one way you can get into the computer system is drive down the highway next to a car that transmits the tyre pressure information to the computer. Does your car tell you the tyre pressure? It it definitely warns me if my tyre pressure is wrong, but I don't know if it tells me what ah, it is. Right. So, if, so it's measuring the tyre pressure and it's telling you via a little Bluetooth connection. Yes, yes. So what people have done is drive down the road, and they've tried this just as an experiment. They drive down the road parallel to another car that has this intelligent Bluetooth system in the tyre, they travel, Bluetooth's only got a range of a few metres, and they tap into that, and then they can take over the accelerator and the brake, and make the accelerator go flat out, and the brake they disable, and they can steer the car remotely, and they can do bad things. Unbelievable, that is Right, another one is that they can, in the old days, you would use a key and you press a button and that would talk to your car and there'd be people who would be nearby who would have little radio transmitters and they would pick up that signal and then follow you to where you were going and you'd go into the restaurant, leave the car behind and they would then retransmit that signal to the car and your car would unlock. Yes, yeah, so we've Now had it's got more sophisticated where yeah. there's a rolling mm. code. Right. So each time... The car and the key are married to each other, and they each, each time they transmit a different transmission. So what they do is they your your car is always transmitting, waiting to hear from you. So they catch that signal, and outside the house where you live is bad person number two with a radio receiver. Right. They pick up that signal and transmit it into your house. And your key inside the house responds. Wow. They get that signal, transmit it back to the car, and they can drive away in your car. Incredible. Absolutely. Is there a way to prevent all of this, or do we need the the motor vehicle companies to find a way to address this? I think it's a continuous battle. If good people come up with an idea, bad people will find a way to circumvent it. And, and then so you it go, goes so on it's A, B, A, B, A, B forever and ever and ever. Right. Dr. Cole, thank you as always. It is 7.30. Fascinating conversation. Dr. Cole's with us every Wednesday at this time.